One of my favorite things about this season was when you uh, power washed, sold out into a, a dirty driveway. And it was beautiful. It was all feathered and calligraphic. You've, you've got a gift, son. <laughs> I was just I was power watching and then I checked my phone and saw Twitter that y'all were talking about that and I was almost done with the driveway and I was like I'll just write something in the driveway real quick before I, <laughs> before I wash it all off. Ah, it was very real. Coming to you from a dusty road, Austin, Texas, the live frisbee capital of the world. It's the Sold Out Podcast with your hosts, Nice D, Doctor Flatball, and Mister Wemmel. Hey, before we start, are you available July 28th to August 5th to perhaps house sit and babysit my girlfriend's dog? Uh, 28th through 5th? Yeah. We have a double wide mini camp the 3rd and 4th, and Elliot and I are both going to YCC Nationals uh, in Minnesota. Okay, well, thanks for considering it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Can we put out the call for a house sitter on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Any of you soul players out there looking for a part-time gig, July 28th to August 5th. Look no further, folks, because I got you covered. Watching my girlfriend's dog and her house during that time. Mm-hmm. How was that? That was that was great. <laughs> okay, so here we are. It's season four, episode... Just going to take one off. Just grab one. Episode six. No, eight. Eight? Really? This is episode eight of the year? Yeah. Good job, us. I know. Wow. So, yeah, sold out season four, episode eight. I am executive producer, Mr. Whammo. To my right. Freshly showered and shaved. Nice D. And to his right. I am Dr. Flatball. You're looking good, D. <laughs> you got it. Thanks, man. You you are freshly showered and shaved. Did lo- you? Your stash is really thickened. Thickened? Yeah. That's weird because I well, trimmed maybe, it. Yeah, maybe it's just manicured, so it looks really good. Oh, the the aura of it has yeah. thickened. Hey, yeah. D, would you do me a favor and run upstairs and get that cruise photo you took? Yeah. In a suit. Man. If you want to see nice D looking good, he just got back from a European <laughs> cruise with his aforementioned girlfriend. And he took a ridiculous cruise photo in a nice. suit. Go get it. Should I go get it? Go get it. You guys want me to go get the photo? I would love... You know who's going to really appreciate <laughs> right. us talking about photos he can't see is Bjorn. So, <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go and get that photo, baby. Bjorn hated that episode. And the one before it. Yep. Oh, speaking of Bjorn, he sent uh, Nice D and I a really nice link to... Or just clued us in. He didn't send us a link to a uh, playlist that Walsh created... On Bjorn's Spotify, because they share a Spotify, called Dumb Walsh Songs. <laughs> and it's mostly Bob Seger. That's pretty weird. Anyway, man. I was listening to it on the way over here. It's actually really good Walsh songs. So, <laughs> Okay, here comes the unveiling. Okay, of- hold on. We have a folder that's... We can... <laughs> wow. <laughs> we can post this for you folks online on our Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice to kind of with the best Lido deck, rolled up <laughs> sleeves, a fleur-de-lis background that looks like kind of glamour shots style, um, and a is that a highball, a scotch in your hand? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. There's like 13 more of those. Well, well welcome back to America, Hope. Yeah. yeah thanks. You're still looking good. 
Uh, so here at Sold Out HQ, we'll probably have one more episode after this, right? I think so. To wrap up the season? Oh. Walch and Wolf said they want to do an episode That's after great. the season That's so great. they can get wasted. So we're here on our second to last episode of the season, which is crazy to think. Uh, before we get going, of course, we need to thank our sponsors. We're going to go rapid fire right around the circle. First of all, we would like to thank Anonymous Sponsor. The one who who donated and then didn't want to be said. That's always a thrilling one. Shout out to the anonymous sponsor. Yeah. Second, our top shelf top golf sponsor, Matt Hankey. Hey, yeah. Matt Hankey presents sold out. Presented by Matt Hankey. Uh, my good friend Mike French. <laughs> thanks for the sixty bucks, and you still got a skit to direct yeah. whenever you want. That's right. It's just in his pocket. <laughs> Otherwise, we just stole that money. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Maybe he'll do it next season. Uh. Next sponsor up is Badfish, a tribute to Sublime. <laughs> Catch them on tour this summer all over the USA. Badfish, a tribute to Sublime. After that, we have our Garen Tour, a.k.a. Garen Tank, <laughs> Natenberg. Garen Tank. There you go. Uh, well, Carrie, Jason Holleran's mother, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's a good one. This is my favorite part of the of the podcast. <laughs> Every episode. Yeah. Um, also, Whammo, can you move away from me a little bit? This is why I kept saying this is my seat because there's not room for two. All right, let me move over. Um, and I have my little my little amp here. Uh, this sponsor goes out to Mama Walker, who hooked us up with a big tub of um, of pretzels and also some grapes that were taken off of the stem. And a little thing of cookies. Destemmed grapes. Destemmed grapes. That was what I was looking for. It's the same snack package every time. And I'm mm-hmm. not complaining. I like it. I like that I can count on something. Yeah. Yeah. How- yeah uh, D and I ended up DJ yesterday for the game. Oh. Nice. Uh, I took the first half. He took the second half. Because the DJ canceled 10 minutes before. And uh, it was great. Mama, Mama Walker brought us some snacks and really kept us fed and hydrated in the booth while we played... Nine, 90s jams and heavy metal riffs. She's a godsend. She really is. She is. How much of her life has been spent destemming grapes, do you think? <laughs> a healthy amount. Yeah. Mama Walker, will you post approximately how long it takes you to destem all the grapes for every yeah, soul? Can we get or a destemming process? stat from you? Just kind of a rundown of your your process. Yeah. Any other sponsors? I'm trying to remember. We're missing our one of our guest's best friends. Remember, he donated 10 bones? Oh, learner's permit. Yeah, learner's permit. Shout out to the now married learner's permit. Yeah. Man, congrats on the marriage. He wasn't engaged for all that long before he got married, huh? I didn't even know he was engaged. Then I saw wedding photos. I was like, shit. Dude moves fast. I think he already bought a place, too. What? Yeah. Learner's permit. He's got like a pilot's license now. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, I don't really don't know what to make of that news. All of that news doesn't doesn't compute at all. Two years ago, we were saying that he was too young to get a learner's permit. Now he's married with a place. That's more than I can say for my own life. <laughs> and Flatty. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And our current guest. And our current yeah. guest. Damn, learner's permit. You're married, though. I am married. Wemo's married. And he's got too. a place. That's true. <laughs> God, he's doing <laughs> so <Married>. well. <laughs> married place. I'll tell you, I'll Checking tell you all one the thing. <laughs> I'll tell you, here's one thing that Learner's Permit doesn't have. He doesn't have AUDL motherfucking all-star in his resume. Nope. Like our guest today does. 
What's his mother name? What's your mother name? Kyle Hinky. Yes, yeah. right. Hinky. All right. Welcome to the pod. Welcome back to the pod, everybody. Kyle Hinky. You are quite literally Kyle Hinky presented by Matt Hinky. <laughs> and <laughs> 21 years ago, yesterday, upon upon parking my van at the game, a car parked in front of me, and it really was. I should. It says car. I should say clown car because just pouring out of this car was a nonstop flow of hankies, hanky children and family, <laughs> all wearing hanky jerseys, except for the sister, youngest sister. What's her name again? Anne. She's awesome, by the way, but she she was wearing a UT uh, football jersey, and she had some explanation that had to do with the garbage, but I couldn't quite get it. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't quite tell. Do you know anything about that? I have no idea what that's about. It's got to be good, though, for her to not have been wearing a soul jersey at the soul game. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And then I gave her a high five, and then I, she has like kind of like some hair dye at the bottom. Mm-hmm. How, old is, how old is she? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. She's in seventh grade. <laughs> She's going to be in seventh grade. She's going to be in seventh grade. Whoa. We could be about a new segment. Who knows more about Hanky's siblings? <laughs> nice D or Hanky? I can explain, because Weber and I did an interview with her two years ago. And she had just had her fifth grade graduation. So this year, she would have had... Her seventh grade? So she's going to be in eighth grade. No, oh, wait. Well, I did the math wrong, but <laughs> I was on the right track. <laughs> At least uh, you had that knowledge base. Yeah. <laughs> you had a starting point. Where it got you, we don't really know. Wait, so... But wait, let me finish my story. So I said, I gave her a high five, and then I said, I love the, the hairstyle. And she goes, I thought you might. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, really? What's that even mean? I don't know, but I thought it was cool. <laughs> I thought you might. And it was like immediate. She didn't think about it. I know the hair dye is actually just Kool-Aid. What? Yeah. Apparently you can just make Kool-Aid. I think you get, like boil it or just put make it really hot and you just let your hair sit in it for however long and then it, it dyes it. So there's very little I can explain about my little sister. <laughs> well, that, that Kool-Aid hair dye... Uh, experiment sounds like something we could probably do right now if we yeah. want. I mean, really, yeah. I don't have any Kool Aid though. Oh. Don't. Well, I'm down to try that later. All right, yeah, let's. Try. <laughs> we'll table it for later. Word. Well, what 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 can you tell us about her? I mean, she walks the sidelines as the disc runner and just does crazy stuff while she's waiting with the disc. Did you teach her how to throw? Uh, sh- yeah, yeah. I taught her a little bit. I taught her the scuba. She'd already gotten the flicking backhand down just by watching us and then was just always curious about how to throw all the other wacky things that she can throw so you know she just has to uh she's the attention getter so anything she can do that's that's wacky that gets people looking at her or talking to her is is, is how she makes her her fame well she got what four older brothers she does yeah and an older sister oh oh okay there was one more that wasn't mm-hmm. there yesterday Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that just never stops. It's great. I have a feeling it's like like the Kennedy family, (laughs) and we're gonna see all these kids go on to wonderful things. Let's hope so. Hmm. But what's what's it like at like what's a hanky family dinner like? Top to bottom, what's being served? (laughs) Is it hard to get everybody there on time at the table? Oh, absolutely. 
classic hinky dinner. I don't know. We had we had uh, homemade burgers at uh, at my house for my birthday on Saturday night. So basically, you just kind of write down what you want. This wasn't really a tabled dinner, but you write down everything that you want on your burger, and my dad will make it, and then you go and eat. And we all just kind of hang out. We watched home videos and uh, of 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 us as younger kids and. A lot of times after dinner, we'll go down to the park, toss the frisbee around. Um, yeah. That sounds fucking That's awesome. Can we come time. over? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Can we be hankies? Can we write our, our order on a piece of paper and give it to your dad for a burger? <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? That's awesome. Yeah. Making bergs. That is awesome. Flipping bergs. That's the most American thing really I've ever is. heard. Matt Hanky flip, flipping bergs. Yeah. Reading the menu from the piece of paper he passed around to his little kids. That's great. Does he have a so does he have a kiss the chef apron? No. No? <laughs> Nothing of the sort. Can we get him one? Yes, we can. Would he wear it if we got one? I'm sure he would. I see him. Use Wait. some of our sponsor money that he sponsored us with to get oh, yeah. him to kiss the kids. We'll just yeah. buy him an apron with his money. Exactly. And that's the gift of the Magi, isn't it? Or we could just make a sold out apron. <laughs> what? Isn't that the Powerball of the gift of the Magi? No. The Powerball? <laughs> <laughs> the gift of the, the magic was the Powerball. The power, the Powerball. The Powerball. 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 That's a good thing for Obama to say. Yeah. Powerball. <laughs> All right. Good there. Oh, Support man. your local salmon burger. This one. Oh, okay. Uh, back to some ultimate talk before these guys totally derail it. I want to hear a little bit more about the All Star Game. Uh, I watched the game. Can you tell me some of like the behind the scenes stuff? Did y'all stay at the same hotel? Who was cool? Who was not cool? Who thought they were awesome but isn't awesome? Give us some dirt. Come on, uh, you're never gonna see these jerks again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some of them are in our division. I know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was super cool. We were supposed to show up. Majority of the people showed up Friday evening, and and that was like we went to some draft house kind of bar thing and we all hung out there and got to see each other and it's just such an an odd dynamic because everyone knows of everyone else and yeah. but no one wants to be the one to go up and introduce themselves kind of thing because you already know their name and you know who they play for and things like that just because everyone wants the draft and we're all in that chat room or whatever together uh as the draft went on and so but i just i really was excited to get to make my own uh judgments about people but just because i've heard so much garbage about players that are really just passionate about the game so um got to meet rowan and kps obviously were really really sweet sweet guys and uh yeah so that was friday evening we all kind of got to meet each other and then saturday um morning and afternoon there was a like a kids clinic so kind of half the guys helped uh in the in the morning with like the elementary middle school kids and then we did the high school group uh, in the afternoon. Everyone was uh, two to a room. I was with Joe Cubitt from the Detroit Mechanics. Um, and the field was right across the street from our hotel, which was a really sweet deal. So you just walk over. Um, the That stadium was really, really nice. I totally understand why they've had championship week in there the last however many years. It's super just like in the city and a good size for, for, for an ultimate crowd. Did they group you with – the Detroit Mechanics guy, because that unfortunately is the sole and mechanics of the bottom two ranked teams. <laughs> no, no, they had <laughs> it was the Wildcat connection, or was that's it the Wildcat? That's what I immediately suspect. 
No. Uh, no, it was supposed to be myself and Andrew Roney, but his wife came, so they got their own room, and so there was just some shifting around. But for the most part, I think everyone was paired with someone in their division. So. Hmm. And how about the gameplay? Was it uh, comparable to a regular game? or? I mean, everyone just knew what they were doing. Everyone had all the throws. Like, the field, everyone was just spaced out really well, and the defense was also, uh, like, really, like, you're just insanely clean game for you know what we had imagined it being which was just everyone was on like just totally off base with each other throwing a lot of like reset turnover things like that is what we kind of expected going into it but everything went extremely smoothly and it was just kind of was the cherry on top to the whole rest of the week do people actually play or was it like the nba all-star game oh yeah everyone played oh yeah no one i mean everyone wanted to win that game and uh it was extremely competitive I think that was surprising for a lot of folks. I was definitely expecting sort of like a Harlem Globetrotters type vibe, <laughs> you know. That would also be cool. Yeah, yeah. but it was like everybody was playing, playing really hard and went double overtime and. Yeah, I mean we're yeah, I don't know getting to play on that like that stage and that just the opportunity to to do that for the first time. I think you know if it, you know, in four or five years maybe it becomes a little less of a thing to try super hard, but um, there was there was no there's zero holdback. I think it was great that people would try really hard. Oh yeah, I'd rather see it that way. Absolutely. I bet you're right though. After a little while, or if it gets to a certain, the sport gets to a certain size. Was there any like direct? <laughs> I keep looking at Flatty, and he's fucking giving me head fakes with commentary. It's like about to open his mouth. He's just messing with me. Mm-hmm. Was there any kind of like directive from the league on like what to do, what to say, how to how to behave, any kind of anything weird? Not that I heard of. They just were like, go play a game. Yeah, uh, that's cool. They. Oh, oh, oh. oh that's wow! Oh, nice D getting attacked by his beer over there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a feisty one. Yeah, it almost got away from him, but he he wrangled it. <laughs> Uh, what were we talking about? Frisbee? We were wrapping up the AUDL All-Star Game part. I had asked if there's anything that they, they told you needed to do. Or Were you nervous? Uh, I've, I, I felt pretty out of place up until, like, the first point. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these guys, these guys, I mean, Ben Yacht and Henry Fisher, all these, like, tall, super athletic guys that are just way more established in their career. It just, like, felt super weird to be there. But then after the first point, I just I felt I got the first D and then threw a huck that was completed, which was awesome. But doesn't really matter. Um, but it just helped me settle in a little bit, and I was like, yeah, I can play with these guys. Did you guys listen to? <laughs> <laughs> I, had to I had to get in there. Why did you yeah. draw such a long breath? You head faked him. Yeah, you because you were fucking me. faking. Did you guys listen to All Star by Smash Mouth the entire weekend? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> didn't cross anyone's mind to what? have done that Jesus <laughs> trivia nice D and Flatty who was the all-star of the game I don't we don't know anything about any other players yeah, that's, why I, that's why I asked this I wanted me. to see well, how, if this, it's not this guy sitting right next to me A we wouldn't know we B wouldn't we know. wouldn't care yeah. so just tell us uh, it was the dude Shepard from Pittsburgh right don't know him don't know him don't fucking care about him <laughs> <laughs> uh Pivoting now to this most recent game, uh, Seoul came away with a victory over the Cantwins. They kicked the shit out of the Cannons. It was yeah. awesome. 
It was great. Uh, the Cannons definitely looked a little tired second half, but they never really had much of a chance. Y'all had a big lead going in with kind of a different roster. Can you give us any kind of, as captain, can you give us any kind of insight about what the approach was? I mean, you guys were out of contention, but we're playing real hard. You thought our roster was different? Yeah. I mean, uh, that's kind of true. We, I mean, we plan on having just about everyone that we wanted. Wolf, uh, Wolf dropped last second. Holland dropped last second. Uh, Rory wasn't there. Roy was not there. I think compared to like opening Kieran, day roster, he was there. Max. He was in the stands yeah. with the tank. Wasn't there. Bright like, yellow opening day roster didn't have like I mean it had like the big time roster, but not the you know like Kayvon, Square, Dial, Broadbeck. Sure, there was a lot of dudes out there. Yeah, but all, all those guys have really stepped into like the top twenty by earning it. I think. So while they weren't there earlier in the season, I mean, I think like especially Kayvon is is just like a very very solid uh, supporting handler for Jeff. So I don't know who else I'd we'd rather have out there. Jeff you know? Jeff's so good he gets supporting players. <laughs> yeah, people to support Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Like guy. assistance out there. He I needs saw, the assistance. I commented to Colleen that Kayvon looked like a, a great player out there, but he looked like. He's a little paper boy running around. You know, he's just got Yeah, just sl- delivering the papes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Steve, you could, if you could Photoshop like a paper boy hat on him and then like, like wheeling a lefty paper. I could definitely do that. I think it would really yeah. Speaking of paper, I just made a saxophone out of my paper clip. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. Um, but, uh, but can I, I say something about Lostcorn real quick? Is he... I follow his wife Shelby's Instagram... And he is the butt of many of her Instagram post jokes. Is and in every one of her posts, he seems like sort of a grumpy, curmudgeonly type. I don't know him that well, but that was sort of a surprise to me. Is he that way? Is he the butt of all the jokes? I mean, is he like a is he like <laughs> so a grumpy? Is he grumpy all the time? He's not grumpy. He's he's tired. He's a dad. <laughs> He's a tired dad. <laughs> He's a tired dad. <laughs> but you wouldn't say grumpy. I wouldn't say grumpy. Okay. Well, thanks. I just wanted to know that. He'd be sleepy if he was a dwarf. He might be sleepy. Not grumpy, though. Not grumpy. Okay. He, he, he makes sure to get his, his monster energy and Red Bulls and all that stuff flown in him before he gets there. So maybe he is a, maybe he is a little sad and grumpy, but Frisbee must be his, his happy place. It seems like within his happy place, his least happy place is when he has to when there's like a big a turnover and then his person goes deep and he has to change that person down. <laughs> yeah, is then that it's like, Oh my god, I gotta run now. Here we go. Lay out, sweet D. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> that was an episode of DJ's Inner Monologue by Nice D. Hey, do you uh, Stinky Hanky, do you fuck with uh, those energy drinks and whatnot? You seem more like a almond banana type of guy. Oh, what does that mean? What is that? <laughs> Dude, it's it's a banana. It's a nutty schlong, is what Nice D calls him. It's, it's, it's a banana covered in peanut butter and almonds. <laughs> it's Nice D's tour snack. It really is. <laughs> called but it. no, I didn't even mean to. I, you do have those things a lot in your bag. Oh, yeah, we yeah, We did yeah. A, sure. a snack video with you. Yeah, so. yeah. But you don't seem to be like one of those wolf, Lascorn, like old guard guys that just like fucking yeah. guzzles five-gallon yeah, energy. You're not, you're not like a chemical enhancement sort of guy. <laughs> you seem a little bit more organic. Uh, True? You feel me? 
Feel you. <laughs> I'm sure I'll end up drinking those when I'm older. I don't know. It doesn't. Uh, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Speaking right. of older, you just turned 21 yesterday. Uh, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Uh, selfishly, it makes me feel good because now I'm like 1.95 times your age instead of like a full two times your age. Mm. So this makes that me, is important. It makes me feel good. It's, it's a very good important. moral victory for me. Sure. <laughs> uh, walk us through. So you guys won the game. It's 21st birthday. You're with all these soul bros. What happened after that? Walk after, us through the rest of the day the game. and evening, yeah. Uh, after the game, I said, everyone, go home, go take a shower, and go take a nap, because that's what I did. Uh, got my, my water fluids image, because I was probably, everyone was pretty dehydrated after that game. It was very hot. Uh, took a nap, and then met everyone at Haymaker at 7. Um, and we just partied all night. It was good stuff. It was fun. We played some... Uh, I almost said flapjack again. <laughs> <laughs> Played blackjack. Uh, let's see. Darrow was Darrow was dealing lots of cards, and people were putting in ones and fives. And I started out with thirty bucks and ended up with seventy. So, not sure how that all happened, but did you play blackjack right. at the bar? Yeah, there's like it was like a it was like a big old table that was. That was for us that we were sitting at. Yeah, that's not legal. <laughs> you can't do but that. But I love that you did it. That's awesome. Tank was probably there, guaranteeing yeah, yeah, all yeah. the bets. And just running cover. Who uh, who was buying you all, all the drinks? Uh, Wolf was the first one there, and he was very adamant about making sure he got me a drink, so he felt good. Uh, <laughs> it was all it was really about him. It was more about yeah. him, yeah. Um. And then homie, homie got uh, everyone a car bomb. That happened. Um, For the listener out there, homie is double wide founder and now proprietor of the bar, mm-hmm. owner of Haymaker. Check him out, Haymaker. Good. Um, yeah. And then P- uh, Darrow and DJ, all, a couple of them got pictures and just had a good time. Was DJ in Daddy Jeff mode or Drunk Jeff mode? Uh, he started out in in, in Daddy Jeff mode and then turned turned his way into Drunk Jeff mode. Grumpy, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You look so much like Lance Harbor right now. Do I? Yeah. Who's You're Lance, Lance Harboring hard? Varsity Blues. Yeah. Which one? Yeah. The oh, hair. Yeah, it's the hair uh, right now. Paul Walker. Yeah, yeah, oh. that's the guy. Yeah, that yeah. We if you pull up, look up his IMDb page. I mean. Oh, okay striking currently so is that a weird coincidence that we have like a, several soul players who are dead ringers for varsity blues people which is <laughs> also set in texas like i don't know we got tweeter mm-hmm. that dude who's the vanderbeek who did we save oh you remember. said i was vanderbeek james vanderbeek yeah i remember when y'all were doing your your look at your your family <laughs> right and now i'm thinking <laughs> Okay, so the all along nice team meant the other guy. Paul Walker and James Vanderbeek were in that movie together. Is he not like a pretty perfect split between the two of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you put, if you run that that photo through an algorithm with James Vanderbeek, mm-hmm. it will come out to one of those face melting photos. Yeah, yeah. There's apps for that. Yeah. No, I don't want to do that. We'll, we'll do that. And we'll oh, speaking of apps, I noticed when we were texting earlier that you have 
uh, read receipts. Yeah. Your, yeah. Sure. Can you please explain that? Whammo does it, and it blows my mind. I would never do that. Oh, yeah. I need I to understand that off immediately. the thought process. I'm with you there, Hanky. Go for it. You feel me? I'm, yep. <laughs> I fucking feel you. Yeah. I want to hear why you use them. Uh, I have them on because a lot of people don't have them on, and that bugs me. I like I just I just like knowing if they've looked my message or not, so I know like if I should like sometimes that's sometimes seeing the read receipt is a response in itself, and and a lot of the time it's just mm. easy enough for that to be that, mm. but. They did come out with like the you hold you hold the message and you have the affirmations like the love like dislike emphasize right. question mm-hmm. and that is basically kind of the why I like I mean kind of takes the place of read receipts for the reasons why I why I had oh. read receipts on so you can it's it's basically a, those things are like a read receipt with an emotion yes. attached to it yes and that's, okay I see I, I, mm-hmm. I but they still require some effort I. I same boat i feel you man it's like it, it takes some of the pressure off of me to have to respond in the moment yeah because you know you know i got the message and i'll respond when i can i'm not trying to hide anything I'm you know to, like, i got the like, message i mean yeah are we in an episode of you know i got the message you know i got the message that's it right there yeah i mean that's the episode we're in it's not like i'm like like trying to bounce between a bunch of different texts from girls and like not let you know let them know that i see their message or whatever you know, I'm mad Maybe that, you are. I'm mad You're the commissioner zone. of the pool. That's true. But I'm mad at <laughs> Oh, my God. Let's stop talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what? It was your idea. I know. I know. I know. But uh, Y'all ever been in a, a text group where someone doesn't have an iPhone? And then oh any time someone yes. gives an emotion response or thumbs up? Oh, my God. Someone so oh laughed God. at an image. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so loved so an image. Emphasized. That's my worst nightmare. Yeah. I hate it so much. Yeah. yeah, looking at you, Dylan Jones. Yeah, Dylan yeah, Jones. looking at you, Dylan Jones. Looking at you, Patrick Christmas. Tanner Moore. Patrick I know Christmas Patrick is a good Christmas. one. He doesn't, doesn't have an iPhone. Uh, he doesn't. And it really causes me trouble. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <God. laughs> Can you do the next five minutes of this podcast as Patrick Christmas? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> the breath is ridiculous, the, man. Oh, it's the only <laughs> part of the impression that makes any sense. I just try to get through the voice until the breathing. Yeah, uh-huh. That's what it yeah. is. Well, this calls to mind one of uh, Nice T's other great imitations, which is Rory. Uh, anybody know why Rory didn't play yesterday? I'm talking to these two meatheads, not you. I'm sure you know. Uh, oh, no, don't know. Asking us more questions, huh? Yeah, it's probably away. Uh, Rory didn't play yesterday because he either nod or shake your head. Let me know if I'm close. Had a prior obligation <laughs> that involved that involved going to church mm-hmm. and for the ceremony of a ceremony of uh, some sort of christening or maybe a bris. I am not yep. sure. Hey, Rory went to a, a bris. bris. Is that correct? Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's it. That's it. You nailed it. Yep. Uh, apparently, Darrow forgot to roster him. Forgot to add him to the roster at, on the roster deadline Tuesday at midnight. Really? And uh, yeah, then he was ineligible. That is such a Uh-oh. very soul story. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to Coach Darrow. Otherwise, great coach. Yeah, nice, but seriously, nice job, Darrow. What the fuck? <laughs> Just forgetting to to put in the the names. Guess. You know, there is a time and place. 
when we used to take a guy like Darrow out back and just, <laughs> just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> just, just smack him senseless. I would actually love to hear a little bit more about Darrow as head coach. The dude calls opportune timeouts. Wow. He's a good timeout caller, isn't he? He's a great timeout caller. I think every time, I don't know if this just happens, but every time we throw a turnover, there magically there was a timeout that was called a, a handful of the times. Mm-hmm. And that happened mm-hmm. that to, or yesterday, actually, because uh, Broadbeck got stuck on the sideline through like an inside flick across the field, which got deed. Uh, but like there was timeout called. Darrow called timeout. So he knows when to call his timeouts, that's for sure. I saw it happen. I think what he does is if the D gets a turn, he goes over and stands next to the yeah. ref. Yeah. And if he gets to six, calls timeout. Yeah. Or five or six. That's Something what it like that. Like. So, happened a few times yesterday. Yeah. That's like, you know, that's like three or four point swing every time. Like every game, is, it feels like. Um, so that's a sweet deal. Um, other than that, he's, he's, he's very – blunt with what he wants to have done uh, whether it's talking to someone on the sideline or someone who just came off the field and then he he just always in the grills of the of the refs so that's always fun to watch if you could choose two dudes to be on the offensive line with you who would they be from the soul from the from the soul it could be one of us also <laughs> mm-hmm. you've played with us you mean, do you mean take somebody off the D-line and put them on the O-line? No, just or, are you on the D-line? No, I'm on the O-line. No, yeah. yeah. What do you mean? Then? I'm saying, on the D-line are you, next are you asking week? him to take somebody off the D-line and put them on the just, O-line? I'm just basically, the crux of it is I'm asking him, who do you dig playing with? Yeah. Who's your top two? Chemistry-wise. Chemistry-wise? Uh, well, I like dudes that can throw the Frisbee deep to me. Yeah. Uh, I think Kayvon does that the, the most... Uh, he'll pull the trigger, I think, the most of anyone. I think Jeff's more of a distributor, uh, and and likes to play a little more conservative. So, uh, I'm a I'm a huge Kayvon fan. Um, I like playing with him, and then, um, I like playing with Ethan. Ethan is just like he's just a big target, and uh, times his cuts really well, and is really opt- opportunistic with how his defense defenders playing him. So, uh. Yeah, he just kind of takes the defense, gives him. He's open a lot of the time, gets a lot of underneath touches as well as, as beats his guy deep when there's an opportunity. So, um, yeah, those are my two dudes, Kayvon and, and E. The two most drastically yeah. different yeah. players on the field. <laughs> I tried to pick a handler and then a, and then a cutter. So putting myself in the handler position and myself in the cutter position. Um. Speaking of Ethan, I saw Ethan dancing a little bit on the sideline. Mm-hmm. For a dude that's so tall and that went to Cornell, you can kind of move. What song was he dancing to? It was like maybe Groove is in the Heart by D-Light. Oh, man. Groove is in the heart. Groove is in the heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. And then it moves up. And then, but, oh, yeah. Groove is in the heart. That's right. Yeah, I don't know where it goes after that though. Um, but yeah, it's it's mostly like a shoulder shimmy, and he does some something with his <laughs> hips too. <laughs> yeah, you get to pull up some footage of that. I guarantee it's on the stream. Wait, so uh, speaking of dances, before we get to the, your segment here, uh, 
I want to talk end zone dances. This dude pulled out some really fucking awesome end zone dances. You got moves, boy. Really close to my heart. Can you break down what was going on yesterday? I, I made well, a screen we, cap of one. We talked about it. Yeah. I, I asked you, I was like, so what's your favorite, what's your favorite end zone dance? What, what, what am I doing today? And he was like, maybe a little, little air guitar or something like that. I was yeah. like, I can make that happen. <laughs> really? Yeah. Y'all talked about it? We did. Oh, really? That's righteous. Uh, so break us down. You had three goals? Uh, yeah. Yep. Got the first one on, on video here. Uh, did you guys see it? Yeah, I saw it. And then you had a second one where you used the frisbee, correct? I didn't get. Yeah, to I forgot about the frisbee the first time. I had to go back and and do this, the air guitar again with the frisbee. Your technique is solid, by the way. Yeah. I think you need to get a little deeper, yeah, a little yeah. more of the classic genital framing. Like okay, they say. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Yeah. Attention really, needs to go I can to see. this region. Can you? Can you I can see. <laughs> spread, Attention really needs to go knees. to this region right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went more of like a. Bill like and Ted's. A Bill and Ted's, like up there with Steve Vai when they held the guitar really high and, yeah. and were doing like really fast stuff. Did you make the sound though? I, I figured no one would hear me. So I, didn't, I didn't do anything. Oh, that's your problem. You got to make the sound. Okay. Or else it's going to look inauthentic no matter what. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I got into it a little bit. No, it was great. It was great. I fucking loved it. Well done. You know what you could do I'm next I'm going to make time videos of the other ones as well, just so you know. Is you could have all like. You, okay, here's the. I'm gonna paint the picture. Paint you, it. you go. You, you're setting up cuts. You're going in. You, and then you go out, and you catch a deep score. And then your teammates go to the sidelines. <laughs> they all like five teammates get each get a disc. They come over and they set up a little drum set. Mm. And each frisbee is a drum head. Mm. And you go. Oh, that's sick. You know. Um, Say you feel me. You feel me? I feel you. I love it. Yes. You know what? This is our new episode of You Feel Me. We're going to go around the circle, and us three are just going to keep throwing out different end zone celebrations. Oh, And then you're going to feel me or not. I'm in. Oh, end zone celebrations? Like, no, scoring celebrations. Like the one you just did. Okay. Okay. I have, like, a lot of other feel me questions that I really wanted to ask. Okay. We're going to do a quick, quick zone of these, though. All right. Okay. Um, This is one that you can that my club team uses, my mixed club team that I'm on. Uh, and it's it's the Moon Tower Jazz Trio, and so sometimes when we score, we'll call over and we'll just have, and then whoever's nearby just gets on the bass and and then someone comes in with a ripping horn solo. So let's just try it. Let's say that you scored nice D, and you're gonna give me a little, and then you bring in the bass there, whammo. Okay. How do you feel about that as an end zone celebration? You feel me? Uh, I feel you. Yeah, that's all I wanted. A tepid feel you. Yeah, we'll take it. Okay. Okay, here's one. Uh, you score a goal. Look to the sidelines, summon cameraman Nice T and Dr. Flatball in costume to run out there, do an on field interview in the moment. <laughs> you feel me? I feel you. Yeah. 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 We need yeah. to make that one happen yeah. pronto. All right. Picture this you're at Whole Foods. You don't want to get like a really prepared meal, you just want to go to the salad bar. The celebration is you picking through 
the salad bar, mm -hmm. you know? Just grabbing things for the salad bar. You feel me? <laughs> I don't feel you. Oh, oh man. Damn. Were, yeah. I'm were you sure. just seeing how far you could drag them out of bounds? Yeah. Yeah. Nicely yeah, done. That was about 100 yards. Okay. How about you just you score and then you run over to the sideline and you just punch the first person you see as hard as you can in the face? You like that? You feel me? Do you feel me? Okay. You don't have to feel me on that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, just going off the top of my head here. Okay. You score. Then you turn to. Uh, I could, it could be one of your own. We'll go with, with one of your own teammates. Let's call Rory. Call Rory over. You guys do the, the pre-sumo wrestling dance and then sumo wrestle for real. You feel me? I feel you. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. That could absolutely happen. It's actually even better if somebody brings you out a pillow and you stuff it in there. <laughs> then you do it with Rory and you bounce man. bellies and stuff. Flatty, we're in the middle of a little bit of a whammo, hanky mind meld now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm letting it happen. God. I think it's our duty to keep throwing out bullshit. Yeah. So All right. So picture this. Receipts. <laughs> picture this. It's uh, you know, you you had you you had some enchiladas the night before, right? And then you wake up, you go in the toilet, you do your thing, and you you're trying to flush, and it never quite flushes. You're doing the you're doing the flush. Yeah. Are we still talking about end zone celebration? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. Doing the flush. The plunge and flush. Doing the plunge and flush. The plunge and flush. The plunge. You feel me? You're gonna have to show me how this show me show me and all the listeners how this would work. Alright, we'll nice make a D clogs a lot of toilets and just putting it out there. That's oh, man. You gotta sell out the D like that. I got one. Um, okay. Uh we get you a pair of studio quality headphones and uh you wear you've got them on for the whole game just in anticipation of your score and then you score and uh someone runs out with two dicks disc dicks <laughs> someone with two dicks runs on the field uh someone with two discs runs out there and they put them in front of you like turntables and you do like a really lazy dj thing like that's it you feel me i feel you yeah you got him back that'd be good That'd be awesome. Okay, well, we got some good ideas we'll out there. To, I think yeah. we need to implement these either next week or next season. Next week, for sure. Next week sounds pretty good. Uh, Hogue, uh, nice D had a good game. Um, he, he was suggesting, if you'd have to try, that via text. Mm -hmm. Oh, I but like I have one. some, but before that, I, had, I do have some quick you feel me's. I'll go for it. Uh, and this is, if you guys want to chime in with any, but I just had a few from the, the game. Uh, Elliot Moore gets too many cramps and ought to think seriously about his hydration game. You feel me? <laughs> How many cramps did he have this game? It's Was it just more noticeable? Like just cumulative, aggregate. Oh, sure. It's always cramping. Maybe. Maybe that's true. I don't know. I give everyone a little bit of slack just for the, for the length of the game is... I don't see you coming down with a fuck ton of cramps. You're right. I did drink mm -hmm. two Pedialytes, though. You know how expensive those things are? Expensive. It's like three seventy-five for a little bottle of it. That's that's expensive, but much. it's a not that much. And you know, if you want to guard against. Also, Smelly's calves are like three times the size of his calves. He's got a yeah. lot to get. Yeah, maybe he's gonna just pump some yeah. extra. Not dissing your calves. I'm more just saying he's got huge calves. Um, uh, this is more for like you and Patrick Bones uh, Whammo. I don't know why I group you in with this, but one dollar for. A uh, tiny ass bag of chips 
at the concession stand. That's there should be a. Is there a you feel? Are you just saying you don't feel him? No, I don't. I don't feel that. You feel me. I feel you. It's, feel those you bags are so small. They all should right. be yeah. fifty cents a pop. Yes. All right. Well, I'm gonna make y'all feel like total dicks right now because you know we had a little little vibe going here on the Austin Torch where we're gonna make shirts and just say one chip bag at a time because that's how we're funding the team. One chip bag at a time. That's a tight idea for a shirt. I know. And it's one dollar, one chip bag, and that's paying. Eventually leads up to flights to Raleigh for the torch to go play. So suck it. Nice D. I'm charging more, a dollar. I'm more apt to be all right with that with the with the torch thing, but not the soul thing. But the mm. the tor- the concessions at the soul game go towards the torch. It's a great it's a great way that the soul and torch support each other. There's gotta be some sort of value add you can get in there. Yeah. As well. You yes. pay your dollar. You get a free something, as well as your chip bag, or like or maybe a rewards, like a stamp card. You buy ten chip bags, you get one free. These are great ideas to yeah. bring to the table. I like it. Yeah, maybe you get a kiss from Kyle Hanke. You buy, <laughs> no, dude, you buy that five could probably sell a lot. I uh, just got a few more. Uh, Square, aka, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Um, has the prettiest flick huck on the soul. So he threw one to Crank, maybe? It just looks... His his release point is like really low and quick. It looks different from everybody else's. Maybe it's just the different part of it that I like, but... Do you feel me? <laughs> Asking Kyle? Yeah, you feel me? I My... Okay, I'll give you my... Fa- I don't feel you. Because we're <laughs> okay. talking... Prettiest flick hucks. I think my favorite flick huck to watch is Cranks. Oh, yeah. Cranks is my yeah. favorite flick huck to watch. You feel me? I feel you. I yeah, feel you he on cranks that. it. It's yeah. also extremely. I know Hogue doesn't feel me because he thinks Square's the prettiest flick huck. <laughs> 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 yeah, guilty. Trivia who would, who would Meeks say? <laughs> oh, Bobby. <laughs> big flick Bobby. It's Big Flick Bobby. Oh, it's just something about that guy. Yeah, he's got a big flick. Got a big flick. <laughs> There's just something about Bobby and that flick, man. Oh, this is Bill Clinton. What are you doing? <laughs> There's comparisons to be made between uh, Meeks and Bill Clinton. Sure. Between um, Oh, time. I got a few few more here on Second the Second time on Bill Clinton's come up on this podcast. <laughs> My favorite, that's probably my favorite podcast moment oh, of all time. dude, with Smurf. With Smurf. Uh, that was definitely oh, yeah. the, the hardest I've laughed in several years. Uh, Kyle Hanke could stand to gain about 15 pounds. I feel you. You feel me? Hey. I feel you, dude. I mean, you're you're pretty dominant now. You could be, if you were like, if you like inflated a little bit, it might be lights out. I need to figure out how to inflate. Well, let's talk about that. What What's your plan? <laughs> Well, that's I haven't gotten there yet. I've been talking to Brett Grom in a little bit because I he's 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 inflated. He has, <laughs> yeah. He was looking has he? Jacked. Yeah, but he's fucking tiny. He's it's also easier. yeah. He's also a little little guy. Yeah. He's been working for it though. No, I didn't mean that as a slight, Brett. Bros, you know. he made me a Team USA Grom and jersey for his U twenty four team. That was pretty. It's pretty that's sweet jersey. It's awesome. You saw it. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. So why did, do you He's, think that he looked at you like a Sherpa of some sort? or What? Like a mentor? or A Sherpa is not <laughs> at all a mentor. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hiking 
mentor. Some hiking guiding mentor type. Spiritual hiking guide. Yeah. I don't know. You'll have to ask him. I, I think also, you look like a Sherpa. <laughs> you do, actually. Fair point. <laughs> uh, you could hit those 4.30 a.m. Uh, wolf workouts. <laughs> I could do that. I won't do that. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with that guy? I don't know. Dude, I, here's my deal with Wolf at this point. With the early, like, we're always sh- kind of stroking Wolf about the early workout thing. <laughs> and whatever, his 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 rhythms, his his internal clock has just shifted. That's when he is awake. It's not any more impressive than somebody else working out equally hard at a different part of the day, aka me, Wolf. If you want to go head to head. I've insinuated this earlier in the like episodes of the podcast, but we could do it if you want. This is a strange reaction you're yeah, having. This is like a very <laughs> heartfelt defense of Wolf. I mean, I you know, everyone's <laughs> always like Wolf in his early workouts. Man. Whatever, man. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, whatever. Yeah, totally. Don't know what to say. Jesus. Yeah, all right. Maybe well, it's been a great episode of you feel me. <laughs> yeah. You should just keep power washing. You power wash long enough, you're going to be so jacked, man. Dude. Forearms. Yeah, talk I to suppose. us about the power wash gig. Uh, I got into it because I had a buddy that from high school, we were going into our freshman year of college at Tech, and he was like, dude, I've got these two power washers. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got these two power washers. I've been doing this for a little while uh, right before coming to Tech. And I know you do a lot of like, I, I, I mowed lawns and stuff like that. So he was like, you'd be a great person to do this with. So he was like, all right, let's get like a list of uh, people we want to call. We called like churches and small businesses and gas stations, things like that. And we got super, or he got super um, discouraged by like not getting any clients basically up in Lubbock. So he was like, look, you can buy this power washer off me if you want. I'm out. I'm going to get like a job, like, you know, a real hourly job uh on campus and i was like cool so i I bought one of his power washers and then every time i came back uh home to austin i got on facebook and our like we have like a a neighborhood page so i was like hey you know power washing blah blah blah. went to another couple neighborhood websites and said i was gonna do power washing and that's kind of when i got into into doing all that so every time i've come back home for whatever break it is uh i've just i've kind of had my clientele whether they're first timers or sometimes they ask for things to be redone but um yeah i just use a power wash it's awesome (laughs) one of the favorite thing one of my favorite things about this season was when you uh power washed sold out into a a dirty driveway (laughs) and it was beautiful it was all feathered and calligraphic dirty it It really showed the talent yeah brings to the power washing you've you've got a gift son I actually saw that photo and I was like, surely this is some iPhone trickery. You know, there's no yeah. way. Yeah. It looked superimposed. But like a Tupac hologram. It was very real. I was just, I was power watching it and then I checked my phone and saw Twitter that y'all you know, were talking about that and I was almost done with the driveway and I was like, I'll just write something in the driveway real quick before I, <laughs> before I wash it all off. <laughs> thought you all would maybe make it as your profile picture, but that never happened. It did. It's oh, the, did it? It's it's not the profile pic, but it's the long pic. Oh, yeah, pic, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, the it's the banner? Cover, cover photo. Yeah, it's the cover photo. Cover photo. Ah, Fair I, enough. I did. I took off the one of us laughing at the picnic table. Huh. Had to be done. 
nice job. See, another case of these two, Bonsa being like, or Wemo being like, I, I understand our relationship. This friendship needs me to make mm-hmm. this the cover photo. <laughs> you know, his dad and I are both big baseball guys. Am I right? <laughs> He's a baseball guy? Yeah. Jesus. I'm think, I'm just going to the where it probably begins. We've connected on a baseball level, which is really the most, you know, and I think that trickles down. I don't know. Sure. Did you play ball? I played ball. Yes. Yeah, 13 years. Yeah, see. Well, ball player. What was your position? Uh, second base uh, up until, I mean, I was just a little short little guy until like sophomore year of high school and then moved really? out to the outfield. Huh. Oh, After wait. That. So I wanted to ask who is the best athlete in the, what hanky sibling is the best athlete? I think the next oldest boy, Blake. Is that just because he's oldest? Like if, if we can imagine sort of. We all being the same age kind yeah. of thing. Like you all have. Like, well, I mean, I would say me obviously right now. But I'm saying my brother because I know he's going to be more athletic than I am. At age 21. At, yes, at my age. I'm not going to lie, Kyle. Your dad expressed the same sentiment to me. <laughs> <laughs> when he stopped and dropped off the, the hundo, the annual hundo in yes. sponsorship, he was like, you just wait till, uh, till Blake's of age. <laughs> He's got high hopes, dude. He's I think stud. he's trying to uh, turn your family into an ultimate dynasty. Maybe, probably. More power to it. But though, no, we need to get to this final segment because I have a prior engagement. Oh, the se- the tips on how to be adult. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Right. So in in light of your turning into adulthood at the age of veinte uno, in lieu of featured player, and in light of that, in lieu. Yes. Way to demonstrate your understanding <laughs> of in lieu versus. In light, yeah, okay. Something I just recently learned. Hold on, about. let's let's hear it. I I, I want to know. Okay, so for uh, the longest time, the longest time, oh no no, for the longest time. Somebody's yeah. got to do a high one before yeah. we stop. Na 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 Not too good, not too bad. <laughs> you don't know the words of that song? I mean, not right now. Okay. So, uh, tips on how to be an adult. You you turn 21. My first tip is uh, buy a good robe for, you know, the evening time. And uh, maybe a pair of slippers as well. Oh. <laughs> it was like doing that. Wow. What do you do? You, and then you have to respond. So, do you have you done or do you have these things already? I do not have... Any any of the above. Okay. I don't have either of those. So robe and slippers. Get them. Is that does do you have robe and slippers? I do. Okay. Look at the guy. Sorry. <laughs> Did you see those cruise <laughs> photos? I showed you the photos, right? <laughs> okay. Are we just going around the horn? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll do this one. Okay. Stop respecting your elders. And hmm. instead begin to get increasingly upset with the younger generation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, take $500, take all the money you made from the soul this year, open a Roth IRA, yeah. a Roth oh. safe bet, put that in the Roth IRA, set up an every month $50 automatic deposit from your bank account into that Roth IRA, mm-hmm. and then never think about it again until you turn 65. You won't even notice the money coming out. 
And then you're going to have a shitload of money when you retire. Somebody told me. Maybe not a shitload, but. I mean, you're going to have a good chunk. Of money. Somebody told me that if you put $3 in a month until you're 65, there'll be a million dollars in your account at 65 years old. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'll have to check the math on that one. Hmm. But it'll oh. be a lot. Hmm. Oh, hmm. okay. Uh, use any expendable income. On things after the Roth IRA. After the yeah. after the Roth IRA, use the remaining expendable income on on things from Sky Mall magazine, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> robot vacuum cleaners, and something I was because I wanted to give you some ideas today. I looked on the this is a real one, an electric beef jerky countertop food hi- dehydrator. <laughs> is Sky Mall still in business? Yeah, dude. Are they just online only now? They don't put the Sky Malls in the seats no, anymore. No, I think American Airlines. Oh, really? Yeah. It doesn't go in like Spirit and Frontier and shit. <laughs> All right. Anyway, do you, do you know what Sky Mall Magazine is? I do know. I do know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Do your shopping there. Okay. <laughs> um, Can you tell how serious I was when I said yeah. okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely like thrift store shop, all your clothes. Don't spend, you know, don't worry about spending money on that. But never skimp on running shoes and cleats. Make sure you put your money, invest your money in that. Take care of your feet, basically. And if, and if you have any self-respect, also don't skimp on your other clothes. I'm just saying, it can be all handy. You all look like you just came out of Goodwill. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. I'm all saying, it can, all be, it can all be hand-me-downs, but don't skimp on shoes. Not like fancy shoes I'm talking about. Utilitarian shoes. I'm wearing Christmas socks, for God's sake. I'm wearing Oh, you shoes. are. Awesome. Um, all right. So, uh... Uh, don't invest in the stock market. <laughs> Always be liquid. Yeah. Yeah. Cash only. Huh? Or cash equivalents. Have you ever invested in the stock market? I have not invested in the stock market. <laughs> I'm not, I still don't know what the, what the numbers mean, really. But he's about to open a Roth IRA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, yeah. from there on, what is it? What is all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. And also, if you ever get pulled over by the police, don't stop. If they ever have their lights on, just keep fucking keep driving. Keep driving. Yeah. Two serious questions. Um, one is, <laughs> should go by pretty quickly. One's a more comprehensive philosophical answer. If you'll permit me. Go for it. Fellow host. Uh, so the, the easier one is, yesterday at the game, you threw, it was a score. It was the sole score. You threw like a 20, 25-yard pass to Walsh. Walsh through to somebody for a score. It was pretty bing, bang, boom. Sure. But you went up to him afterwards, and it looked like you were scolding Walsh a little bit. Oh. I what was that. that about? You were doing hand motions, and he was like, what? Yeah, because he didn't know the pull play. Uh, okay. We Explain. called a pull play, and he did not run it. He did not run it the way that we were supposed to run it. And so I gave him a hard time because nothing, if you go back and watch, everyone just kind of clears out and nothing happens. Uh, when when DJ has a disc at the beginning of that point, so I explained to him how to run the play, and he was like, "Uh, oh yeah, you're right, I was wrong." I was just oh man, that oh. must not a so humble and so great though, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's also not as <laughs> yeah. afraid to say when he's wrong. No, still the best. Not. Yeah, it's, it's this story just reaffirms mm-hmm. yeah. what we've long yeah. suspected. He still threw a, a score. Yeah. <laughs> Even when he fucks up, he's still yeah. through Yeah, then what's the, what's the problem, officer? Memorize that phrase. 
Uh, and then my my last question is, like, how serious? And this is, I know, I know we've been being silly. I know we've been being silly, but this is a little more serious. How serious are you about this whole professional ultimate frisbee thing? I mean, you you've enjoyed a lot of success. You've been on TV, uh, Sports Center, a couple times, right, fellas? Mm-hmm. And have emerged as a big talent on the team. It's still a pretty small sport. How are you planning your life from here on out? Like, because you are an all-star and you're at the top of your game, but it's not quite something you can make a living at. This just got. Dude. Sorry, we don't have to talk about. We don't have to talk about it. No, no, no that's fine. That's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question because I'm from Austin, but I'm about to graduate, and I I don't want to just come back to Austin and just be here for the rest of my life, kind of thing. I want to live somewhere else for a little while, maybe. Like playing for the soul is hype on my party list in terms of what I'm going to do after college. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, yes. There's like. I can't make a living off of it, which means I need to I need to be I need to make sure my priorities are straight in terms of first getting a job or doing something that I enjoy. And if that takes me out of Austin or out of Texas, then maybe that's just the way it goes for a couple of years or something like that. So I'll have to figure that out pretty soon <laughs> here. Um maybe I just end up uh making my power washing business a for real full time thing and I live in Austin. Who knows? But um, I've li- I've only lived in Austin and in Lubbock so far, and and so I haven't really been anywhere else, and I'd I'd enjoy living somewhere else for a little while. So, but uh, yeah, that was a good question. I was just giving you a hard time because you you thought that it went out pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, for these older guys, like a lot of people that we've had on, this is sort of the twilight of their careers. Sure. And so they've just seen the sport become professional, but for s- such a young dude the professional part of the sport has is just starting and you get a glimpse of what it could be and that this and maybe 10 years in the future 15 years this could be somebody's livelihood sure and it must be kind of exciting but also maybe frustrating that you're at this moment yeah i will say as well so i got to work at the tech ultimate summer camp this last week um and i was like i stayed overnight with with uh, Brett and Walsh were both the other overnight overnight staff for the for the dudes, and so like getting to teach Ultimate was so fun. Um, and I'm I've I'm kind of you know realizing that I really enjoy like it's like if I can't play it for a living, then maybe I can teach it for a living kind of thing. So what's funny is that at the All Star Weekend, I was talking to Rowan, and he has his uh, AUA. Uh, which is the American Ultimate Academy, and he does national camps like throughout national camps throughout the U.S. National. <laughs> um, and he was like, "Yeah, we're looking for like one more guy that'll that can uh, run some of these camps uh, around the U.S. so that I and that was it was Rowan talking saying like so that I can I can find more places to do it." So he said he got my number and he's gonna send me an email and maybe like that's the thing that I get to I get to teach ultimate for you know a living and then get to play as well yeah um, nice. so yeah i mean there could be there's others who are doing similar stuff mm-hmm. in the game that are 
facilitating their playing by also being yeah i mean colleen's even doing i mean tusk is like that's a that's a heavy and you're doing pull as well i don't know i mean obviously there's not a livelihood but just getting to be around the sport when you're not playing it um i think it's super cool that could be the way also there's a giant untapped market of like there's a lot of adults who want to get better and there's no adult clinics anywhere and nobody's doing them and like I've tried to get Colleen to do them, and she just gets mad at me because she's like, "I can't do anything else." <laughs> That's fair. But you have all these guys. You guys put together a clinic, charge twenty bucks. You there know, we go. There you go. Bingo. I mean, you know, like there's a lot of people who are like me, came to the sport late, or trying to play in a club team or playing masters. You know, and sure. they maybe twice your age, but they don't. They've never played or had a coach. Sure. Never had a coach, basically. Yeah, I didn't even think about that really. I just always assume it's just kids that want to get better at frisbee, but everybody does because it's such a yeah, it's such a new sport. Like this, you didn't just grow up playing it, kind of thing. So we'll talk about that one offline. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I gotta go. So you gotta go. That means I gotta do the thing. I want to let our special guest do the thing today. Right. Sold out.